Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today, tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. It is the 26th of January. This month is almost over in this year that just started, and it's flying by really, really fast. And I'm excited to be here. Welcome. Tonight, we have a return guest, one of my one of my favorite new people in the community. Uh, we have Calvin Chin on the line. Are you there? Can you hear me? And good evening. I can hear you. I can hear you. Woo-hoo. What did they say? Five by five? Yeah. yeah. Five by five, yes. There <laughs> you go. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome. We have um, lots of stuff to talk about. Um, but before we get started, I wanted to give you the opportunity to, inter- to introduce yourself, tell the, the lovely people a little bit about you and sure. uh, what you do. Um, sure. Go ahead. Well, you know part of what I do because you've taken I my do. class, but I'll give him a little overview. It's it's um, um, been uh, what forty seven years now that I've been teaching meditation since I was a teenager, um, and um, I uh, been teaching meditation for that long, and then I've been helping people with death and dying issues for about thirty five years. Uh, when my mom died suddenly, tragically, when, when she was young, I was young, and so forth. Um, and um, in the mid-70s, the mid-1970s, in my mid-20s, I uh, spontaneously opened up and started uh, having past life memories. So now they go back about 6,000 years, and they keep unfolding more little bits here and there uh, over, the, over the, even the recent years. Uh, about 25 lifetimes or so ballpark. And um, and then in the mid-1980s, I just spontaneously, again, just totally spontaneously opened up and started communicating or getting communications from the other side. Angels, different forms of angels, archangels, and other beings, uh, light beings, um, dead uh, friends, relatives, people I didn't know, et cetera, et cetera. And so all of that's continued to present. And um, as you and I've discussed, since this has been going on for so long for me, 40, 50 years now, um, it's all very normal to me. So my work now, the way I kind of sum up my perspective on everything that I'm doing is to help demystify the mystical, basically, because it is, I think, so normal for it can be so normal for everybody. This is just normal experience, experiencing our life here on the other side communicating with the other side and all of that spirit, what we call spiritual um, right. experiences. Yeah. I really like that because um, when you say demystifying the mystical, people have this um, concept of mysticism and they apply it to everything. It's like normal life, breakfast, my car, work, and everything else is mystical. And what what I like is you kind of, it's like normal. We all experience this, Right. Yeah, we all yeah, have it. Yeah. It's, it's it's in us all, and you look, kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, look, look. You take a uh, simple example, everyday simple example. People know what a lighter is. <laughs> you 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 flick the lighter, and the and the, and a flame comes out. You right. go to certain <laughs> parts of the world still, even today in 2021. You go to certain parts of the world. If you did that, they would think that you are a magician, a god, you are doing something mystical because it's just not understood and it's not common. And so to me, all of these experiences, my past life memories, communication with the other side, my, my ability to, to go to the other side without having a near-death experience, although I did, as you know, had a near, near death, did have, have one, a near-death experience many, many years ago when I was 20, but I don't have to in order to experience the other side. All that's very normal. And it's to me, it's like somebody 
like we in the Western world, you know, you see a lighter. You, if you walk in down the street and you see somebody light a lighter, it's no big deal. You don't even look twice because we know about it. It's not a mystical, unusual experience. Same thing. Right. You know, you were talking, uh, what was that movie many years ago? It's a classic. I think it's uh, A Night in King Arthur's Court or something like that, where mm. the guy knows about, um, he's got the, the, the farmer's almanac. Oh, and he yeah. saw that there was going to be an eclipse. Right. So he points to the sun and he said, I will make the sun vanish. And there was an eclipse. And it just, all of a sudden, he became this powerful, lots yeah. of respect, lots of, right. and it's, it's the same thing. I don't know why that came to my mind, but that yeah, was, no, that's what it reminded me of. Thing. It is the same thing. It's the normalcy issue. And, 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 and if we consider things, once we consider things normal, they're demystified. And to me, my experiences are normal, and I think, you know, and, and part of the work that I do is help other people experience the normalcy of all that. I love that. And I can, you know, I can relate to that, the normalcy, you know, as a, as a practitioner here, you know, even we get caught up in it. Because I myself, I got caught up in a lot of stuff and had mm. lots of trauma after my mother died and all this other stuff. Mm. And connecting with you was very helpful. And what I, what I've learn since and what I, you know, tap into with my clients now is that it's not as complicated as all that. I feel like life is too complicated all the way around right now. We've got so much going on that sometimes mm-hmm. we just need to stop <laughs> and just be for a minute. Yeah. And, I think and, it, Yeah, go ahead. Finish. No, I was just saying that, that, that kind of made me think about how you were saying you can just go into the 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 other side now by without having to die which is amazing because I would hate to have that happen but now it's mm. just simple because you can sit and be and 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 explore and expand and that's what it feels like we need to do more of and I don't know maybe I'm making that too simple well no I think it is it can be simplified and yes at the same time I'm a realist and I know how complicated the world can be and our criminal justice system is a great example of how it needs to be reformed and so forth. So that's not a simple, you know, wave the magic wand, one, one simple step solution. So there are complicated issues that have, that have and require complicated solutions and answers. But when we're talking about turning within and connecting with oneself, that's a simple process. And then when we're talking yeah. about connecting with the afterlife, et cetera, Connecting with oneself is the fundamental first step in order to connect with, you know, the other side and so forth. So that's a simple step. It should not be complicated. And, un- and, and, and unfortunately, uh, very often uh, people encumber it too much. And that encumbering of it makes it more complicated than it really should be. The turning within process and connecting with oneself is what I'm talking about. I got you. I got you. And, you know, while we're, one of the things I, I really want to get into in talking with you, a lot of people may have listened before when I had mm. you on, and we spent a lot of time just talking about your process of, of hypnosis. I mean, not hypnosis, I'm sorry, meditation. I don't know yeah. why I say hypnosis. You must, you must be really good. <laughs> um, but why? Yeah, it's very, very different from hypnosis. Yes, anyway, it yeah. is. Why, why um, now? What is it about where we are right now that would um, make it, I wouldn't say important, but at least extremely valuable yeah. to, to, to disconnect from the mayhem, so to speak, and do that, you know, looking within, yeah. as, you, as you called it. Yeah, it's the disconnecting from the, I call it the XYZs of life. XYZs meaning sometimes they're X, sometimes they're Y, sometimes they're Zs. In other words, they change, you know. The, what's the latest thing in the news uh, these days? Or what, you know, what's going on with my car right now? Or what's going oh, on yeah. with the kids? You know, the kids are studying at home because they can't go to school. Those are all the XYZs of life. And they're not unimportant, but they are very distracting, let's just say. And, uh, and what they do is, what do they distract us from? They distract us from turning within and connecting with ourselves. And so, this, you know, the, the simple process of turning within should not be should not involve a complicated process of trying to push away that stuff because we know that if we try do that <laughs> it doesn't work yeah. it just yeah. makes that stuff come back 10 times stronger right so that's why as you know having taken the class what i teach is a very easy 
effortless process of turning within. But to answer your question, the importance of that is if we really connect within ourselves and on a regular basis, 10 to 15 minutes twice a day is what I teach with the meditation technique. It's only 10 to 15 minutes each time, twice a day. If we do that regularly and consistently, then what happens is what? We connect within ourselves. We feel more of a firm connection with who we are deep within, and our confidence increases, our self-esteem, our balance. Uh, all of that you know, empowerment that people talk about comes from within. And what does that do? It gives us a firm foundation. So then, then we open up our eyes and we got to deal with the kids and the news and the traffic and the, you know, you know, and making sure we have our mask on and all that other stuff that's going on now in 2021. We are not overwhelmed by that. We can manage all that without getting stressed. That's the key. But it starts with having an internal foundation that's firm within oneself, having connected within oneself on a regular basis like that. Then we open our eyes up. We deal with whatever we're dealing with in waking state, you know, whatever we're doing in life. And we don't get stressed. It increases our coping mechanism so that whatever happens, it doesn't stick to us. You know the expression, water off a duck's back? It's like yes. water rolls off. The, it, the, the duck doesn't get soaked by the water, even though it lives in the water. It lives the it, same, yeah. Right? And yeah. in the same way, we are immersed, just like a duck is immersed in the water, we are immersed in life. And then now we're immersed in the COVID life, you know, right now. And mm. hopefully we can see the light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccines and this and that. And hopefully we'll move forward uh, into the whatever the next stage of the world uh, world, world is. But but right now we are in the middle of that and we are immersed with that in, in that. And so how can we live in that and yet be water like a, you know, like a duck with water running off of us so we're not getting stressed by this stuff? The stuff doesn't stick to us, the pressures, the stresses, okay? Which can do so much more than just be stressful in the mind. It can affect you all over the place, your physicality, and, you know, emotionally, depression, everything, which I yep. think is a lot of what we're dealing with now. And we went into a lot of this last time, and we could do that yep. again, but I think it would be so much more fun sure. to talk about some of this other stuff because you mm -hmm. said this to me earlier, but we were getting ready. You said this to me Last time I spoke to you on the radio, it was like, I, my memories go back 6,000 years, and I want to mm. talk about um, the spiritual aspect because it feels like as sure. you went through your journey, you also opened up um, this doorway that connected you deeper in your spirituality. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, 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 and because essentially, to segue from what we were just saying, from practically being able to not get, to be immersed in all of this craziness that's going on, we'll just sum it up by saying that, that's not just craziness <laughs> now with COVID-19, but it's crazy all, it was before COVID-19, there's always some craziness going on, and, and, and even if it's not crazy, it is intense sometimes, life in general, and so by not getting touched by it, by not being, getting tainted by it, by not carrying around the the burden of life, but, still, by, but instead living life fully, then we can enjoy life. And that means spiritually, mentally, emotionally, everything. And so foundation has to come from within. That's the bottom, bottom line. So, you know, we can take lots of workshops and talk about this and that and afterlife, reincarnation and so forth. But ultimately, we really need to make sure that we're each, in whatever way works for each of us, is strengthening ourselves from within. That's the fundamental. But we can talk into talk about any 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 aspect of uh, the spiritual you want to touch on. Just you know, give me give me a lead. <laughs> give you a lead. Okay, so there's for me there's there's the connection to the divine source you know, or whatever, and then you have the connection to spirit where you're able to communicate with you know that specific realm that's over the, the veil and then you have yeah. a connection to the past and yeah. I would love to, to kind of dabble in either one of those but my I'm very fascinated with your connection to the past because you speak about past lives and a lot yeah. of people don't speak as as openly and just like matter of fact as you do you just talk, you talk to me about past lives as if you were describing a lunch you had with a friend last week it's just something that's in your memory banks and exactly yeah, And I'd like to talk about that because it's like, when did you realize that you had this 
this access to your to these memory files and how'd that affect you? What was that like for you when it first happened? Were you, was it just right. this casual for you or is this something no. you had to grow up? <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't this casual. <laughs> but this has been going on since 1977, so that's why it's so casual now. But not at first. For sure, it was like, what the heck is this? In fact, the first time I, I, I didn't even, the first experience I had, this is a good teaching uh, example for people who are listening, uh, who are curious about this. They can t- kind of take notes in mental notes or actual notes if they want to but see how this unfolded for me, because it could unfold in, in some of these ways for them too, in very nonlinear ways. So for example, the very first experience I had, I didn't even know was a past life memory. It was just a dream that I had. And I had a dream. It was a very intense dream. I've had lots of dreams in my life, obviously. And uh, even up to that point when I was what, 26 years old. Um, but it was a very vivid dream, and it was an extremely disturbing dream emotionally. So it left a very impression in my memory banks, in my 26-year-old memory banks this lifetime. As Kelvin Chin, this was, it was just a, a, something that was very, very um, uh, traumatic emotionally for me in the dream. And I remembered how, how, how upset I was in the dream and what I was wearing and where I was in the side of this road and so forth. But that's all I had. I didn't know when it was. I didn't know anything. I just thought it was a dream. I thought it was just unstressing some old stress, basically. And right. then, um, uh, like, you know, we do in a lot of, you know, people know what that means because we do a lot of that in our dreams. And so I thought it was just that. I just chalked it up to that. But then fast forward about six or eight months later, I was on a long meditation uh, retreat for two months, meditating every day for two months. And we had, you know, cooks in the, re- in the, in the what do you call it, the hotel. And, and there were about 75 of us in, in, in a hotel that I was in. And um, um, we had wall-to-wall foam on the floor of the dining room, big, huge dining room in the hotel. Moved all the furniture to the walls or something or out of the dining room and into the basement or wherever. And it was just wall-to-wall foam. And we would just sit there and meditate. And so we were doing these energy moving kind of exercises, we'll just call them. And I started, well, a lot of the other, there was all male. So it was a lot of the other guys were just kind of getting energy rushes and they, they would hop up and down and so forth as they got energy rushes. I flipped over on my back uh, spontaneously during one of these group meditations and I started getting, well, I, I, I started experiencing being crucified upside down. And so that was what went on for every time I closed my eyes I would flip over my back. It was involuntary. I couldn't help my body from doing that. Completely involuntary. Um, I'm upside down. My feet are up in the air. So picture me lie, sitting on this foam, and then all of a sudden, my, I, I, I fall back on my back, and my feet are straight up in the air, and, uh, and I'm being crucified. And so I told my friend George this, and uh, we were out for a walk after lunch one day, after a couple of weeks of this, and he says, and I, and I started to tell him, I said, George, I had this dream like eight months ago or something. And it was really, and, he, and I started to tell him I had this dream and that's all I said. And I was, I think maybe, maybe I said to him, I was upset. He said, oh yeah, you were on the side of the road and this is what you were wearing and blah, 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 blah. And you'd been there all night, so forth, so on. And I said, how did you know that? He finished the dream and he gave all the details over. He said, because I was there. I found you 2000 years ago in the ditch on the side of the road. And so oh, wow. then he told, then he said, you know, who's crucified, been crucified upside down. I said, no. So I never really paid much attention to stuff from, you know, you know, that long ago and certainly not biblical stuff and so forth. I grew up Protestant, but I, you know, I didn't pay attention in Sunday school. I was a bad Sunday school student. And, um, you know, I was there for the girls, the cute girls, basically. <laughs> and, you know, I was that guy. Kelvin, Kelvin, Kelvin. Anyway, I'm old, I'm old enough to disclose what I did as a bad boy when I was like 10, 12 years old, you know? So anyway, you know, puberty. Anyway, so, um, so I don't, and see, he said, you know, who was crucified? I said, no. And so he started opening my memories up. And so he mentioned some stuff and it just boom, floodgates open. And then over the next couple of years, to answer your question, it was like, what the heck is this? That's, that's what was the most, I was not, comp- I was not in this matter of fact, as you said, I am now, which is, you know, cause it's 40 years later. But uh, then it was like, what the heck is it? Have I been watching too many Star Trek movies? What is going on yes. with me? You know? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, what? And I was getting all this stuff and I've never had any 
past life regressions, nothing. I still have never because I have too much material already. So it just started opening up, and I had a crusader memory. I had a slave memory, a slave from 2,300 years ago, like 300 B.C. is what I'm guessing, based on what I remember that I saw and the shape of the ships and all this stuff, and I almost died, almost drowned as a Carthaginian slave. I was African. I was very, 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 very dark black. So I've been been pretty much all ethnicities in all these different lifetimes. Oh, wow. So... When you when you think about all this stuff and you go through the memories, how are you remembering them? Are you sitting down and going through a process to remember them, or are they just kind of interrupting no. your day? No, they just interrupt my day. I'm not looking for it. I, in fact, if you had talked to me before 1977, Kelvin, you know, this thing of a reincarnation, I'd go, yeah, angel, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, that's very nice. Angel, yeah. that's, that's very nice, angel. That's very nice. So let's talk about what you're doing today, angel. What did you have for lunch today? You know, I mean, I was like, I wasn't like totally dismissive, but I was like, I, 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 what's not, I learned meditation because I was stressed out. I was high anxiety. That's why I learned to meditate. I did not learn for spiritual reasons. I, was, I didn't know what spirituality was. I mean, I, like I said, I went to church and didn't pay attention. So I was not in, that was not where I was a science guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very so, interesting. And so, so we talked about the past lives and, and, you know, in my, the world that I live in and the teachings that I, I've gone through and when I work with clients, it's like through past lives, you can heal, you can mm. relieve. You can yeah. um, cover lessons and let go so that you can move forward. Have, did you experience any of that as yeah. you connected with yeah. your past lives? Oh, absolutely. To talk? Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah. so you recommend that for people? I love it when people well, tell people past lives. Here's the thing. So, so, so the short answer to your question is yes, I've experienced that. But the, to answer your second question, I don't necessarily recommend it for people in so, unless they are interested and they want to go that route. Because the way I teach, you don't have to remember past lives in order to get full, to be full, full expression of your own self-development. You don't need to relive or even remember past lives. We don't relive it, but even remembering. But, you know, I relive certain experiences, like I said, some of which are not pleasant for me. Um, and some people will block out those experiences because yeah. they are so unpleasant. And that's okay. You don't need to, this is not a, a need to go through the garbage can and like, you know, check out the 200 year old or the five or 2000 year old garbage in the garbage can. No, it's, it's, it, you can still unfold yourself to yourself regardless of whether you remember past lives. The other point is, is that, a very, very important point is that I use my past life memories to inform me more about who I am today, because otherwise it's cocktail party talk. Who cares what I remember from being in the third crusades or being with Jesus or being in uh, Prussia or being on a, 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 on a Carthaginian warship in, in the 2300 years ago or being, you know, a Buddhist monk several times. Uh, you know, those are that's like a smattering of some of the things that I remember or being a Japanese, Japanese samurai and so forth. It's like I have all these memories. I was a woman another time, so I've, I've been man and woman. And so it's like it doesn't really matter. It, what matters is how, does, how do these snippets of memories that I've gotten, and some of them are more than snippets, some of them are very detailed, and I have a lot of memories from a few of the, several of the lifetimes, but how do they inform me about, more about who I am today? That's what's important because I am living today as Kelvin Chin in the 20th and 21st centuries. And I am fully immersed in my physical body, enjoying the mm. physicality of being in my physical body and being in this personality known, now known as Kelvin Chin. So the fact mm. that I was so-and-so in the Third Crusade is interesting uh, in it, you know, from a curiosity standpoint. But for me personally, it's only useful as it, as, as insofar as it informs me about more about my personality because my personality I've experienced, this will be out in my fourth book i think <laughs> i'm going to talk about all these memories oh i have a, I, have a, I, have an, I have an excel spreadsheet angel i have an excel oh spreadsheet with about i can't remember five or six different of these lifetimes with about 20 to 30 different personality traits that have persisted that have continued through those lifetimes and and i give examples of it 
And that's kind of that's kind of where, where what I what I was wondering there as you were talking is like, do you do you feel that you can see yourself more clearly? You've kind of gone through all that. Um, yes. Just now, it's like you look in the mirror and you see yourself in the mirror today, and there are mm-hmm. things about you that are mm-hmm. all of us the the the, the communal yep. you that are inherent in your personality, and sometimes we don't understand. And, but if we go back, we can find all these elements of who we are. Like I have always done this and it's not a bad thing to do. It's part of just my character. And exactly. that might be a theme that you carry with you through many of the lives that you're in. And that in and itself can be helpful in the journey, whatever your you may feel your journey is. I, I really that's like exactly that. That's right. really cool. That's exactly like right. That. That's, a, that's a great way of summing it up. That's exactly right. And, and then some of the stuff, is good some of it's not so good we'd like to change it and some of the stuff is neutral so it's the whole range and you know we have control one of the things i've been saying this i've been saying this for 2000 years control what we can control and let go of what we can't control maybe i even said that the last time we were together on this podcast you know it's like control what we can control let go of what we can't control and so these little aspects of our personality we do have control over now they're very deeply embedded and it's not always easy to change some of these deep personality traits that may not be as helpful or helpful for us, but um, we can change them. And we are the ones in control of that. Nobody else is. So we have to decide to control and, and change certain things and evolve or develop or however word you want to use. But these personality traits, as you say, are very deeply embedded in us. And they tend to last over many, 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 many hundreds and arguably, in in some cases, thousands of years as personality traits in us. Now, we can change them, but they tend to change very slowly. So to me, this is an example of what we're talking about earlier when I said you don't have to remember your past life memories. But you can look, just like you just said, look at your personality traits. What are your emotional patterns, for example? Why do you really like this and you really don't like that? And kind of explore what, what kind of makes you tick in that certain way. Those are our, my experience personally, and I would argue that this is probably true for most, if not everybody, that those emotional patterns, the deep ones, the really inexplicable, like huh? head-scratching ones, are connected to past lives. And so you don't have to remember the past lives, but you can access them sort of through your emotional patterns that you know about yourself today and then and and, and are they working for you great they're not what can you do to adjust them you can start adjusting them now and then and then what what do they inform you about who you are right now you know yeah that's how i that's how i look at these things I like that. And the, the word that came into my mind when you were talking is what are the things that trigger us, you know, that, that cause us sometimes to be in a space, but maybe we're not so happy with and, and yeah. whether it's reactions to certain people or pulling in certain type of relationships into our lives or whatever. And sometimes looking in those, 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 the rear view mirror, so to speak, we can see like the same patterns that give us these triggers. And, yep. you know, it's, it's, um, something that people have talked about that's part of the conversation and dealing with and working with and looking back on the past lives. But the way you talk about it, for me, it's, it's part of the full spectrum. And let's go into now, I went from that's right. past lives, let's go into spirit, you know, the spirit world yeah. and ancestors. So, so you yeah. went from meditating to, to being able to connect with, you talk about angels, you talk about, mm-hmm. So let's talk about that mm-hmm. now, because that's my favorite topic, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, so what aspect do you, there's like a million subtopics. There's a million so of them. Yeah. So what do let's you want? Talk, you just pick let's one. talk about ancestors. Let's talk about spirits. Do you, do you feel that you're more open to connecting? Have you, have you had that experience where you've been able to connect to people, actual people yeah. on the other side? through yeah. your through your process okay well let's hear yeah. about it Talk to you. <laughs> so, so probably i've had that that's happened to me thousands of times let's say over oh, since oh, 1986 oh, okay. so a lot okay. so many many times i don't even know how many times so i'm just going to just throw a number out so thousands of times since 1986 and it doesn't have to be all the time and so forth but it's sporadic and so forth and so the veil is not that 
it's not, it's, you know, people talk about the veil. And, and so it's very, uh, it's more transparent for me, so to speak. And, um, and so I get communications from the other side and it comes in all different forms. And sometimes it's, it's, it's mental telepathy. Sometimes it's, it's actual, um, you know, my smartphone will go off and <laughs> not too long ago, maybe it's been several months now, but you know, my far, my smartphone went off and it went dun, 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 dun. It was, it was, uh, completely on vibrate and, uh, no sound and so forth. And it did that all by itself, you know, and it doesn't have a, a facility in my, in, in any of the settings to do that. That's not one of the tones in it, but it did oh, vibrate yeah. that, like that. It vibrated that, 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 um, that, um, cadence we'll call it. And so, um, you know, immediately my friend Phil popped into my head and I'm sure it was Phil because that's exactly what he used to do. And he's a, he's that kind of, kind of funny guy. And he died suddenly, tragically, of a heart attack um, in bed next to his wife uh, early in the morning, uh, maybe two months before that. And so, you know, I get communication. And then other times, uh, Maharishi has come to me many times since he died in 2008. He's even came to me when he was alive. Uh, uh, in the 1980s, he came to me once when he was alive. So he died in 2008. I knew him in the 1970s. So I've seen him, for example, he's come to me and I've seen his physical body. So this, my point is that I've had these communications with the other side in many, many different forms, sometimes mental telepathy, sometimes a smartphone weird thing, and some other times uh, visually seeing his Maharishi's light body. Now, how did he come to me? I call it an identifiable energy pattern because I could obviously identify it as his uh, energy pattern because I, he showed me himself as I knew him when he was in his 50s, not his 90s when he died, but he was in his 50s in 1970 when I knew him. Now, I moved away from his organization, as you know, after about 10 years, right, and they went off right. in a different direction. But I knew him, and I spent a lot of time with him one-on-one or in small groups, two or three, four, six of us in the room with him, or sometimes 50 in the room with us, him, you know, whatever. I'd probably been in the room with him, I don't even know, maybe 100 times or something. Uh, you know, different size groups and sometimes alone with him. So um, he came to me and he's spoken with me. Now he just, he comes and I recognize his energy. He doesn't have to show me a visual anymore. So that's something that sometimes people will experience, a visual first, and then just the recognition of the energy pattern. And they'll just hear the voice or feel the energy even and know that it's that person. And so I've had those experiences. And then, you know, the very, very first one question about my reincarnation i'll give you the what the heck is going on experience uh, when i first <laughs> opened up in 1986 what happened was like you said the angels are coming and talking to me out of the blue completely out of the blue i'm alone in my condo sitting there minding my own business it's me my golden retriever and my my my, my tabby cat and that in the three of us are there and of course they're sleeping every time i meditate they just conk out and there was no, no other humans in the room. And I start getting this download from, I don't know where it was from. It's from the other side now, I know that. But at first, this is like, am I making this stuff up? You know, it's just me. Am I, you know, like I said earlier, did I watch too many Star Trek movies? That's what's still going through my mind. So, so then I start taping it and transcribing the stuff that I was getting. Fast forward a few weeks, several weeks, a month or so. I go, I, I was in Boston at the time. I fly out to Los Angeles to the Bodhi Tree or to, to visit a friend, and I, and I go to the Bodhi Tree Bookstore, which unfortunately no longer exists. It closed a few years ago. But it's an iconic kind of alternative, New Age-ish kind of book, spiritual bookstore, we'll call it. And it was in a house. I'd never been there before, the Bodhi Tree Bookstore. It was in a house. And so you walk in, and there's all these different rooms with books in them. But, you know, so I walk into the back room that was probably used, used to be the dining room or the kitchen or something, and now it's full of books. I just wind my way in and go, wow, this is a wild looking place. It's a house. And I, and I go in and I randomly pulled a book off the shelf at about eye level. And I randomly opened it up to page like, I don't know what, 37 or something. And I start reading stuff that I'd gotten from the other side like a month or three weeks ago or something. Oh, wow. Sitting in my condo in Brookline, Brighton, Massachusetts, minding my own business. And I go, whoa. So that because I was doubting it. So to your question before, I was, I was in the what the heck is going on? I was in the doubting modality at that point 
attitude. Why I didn't like, well, am I making this stuff up? And then I start reading this stuff that I had just gotten like a few weeks ago out of the blue. And so then I relaxed, I opened up more and so forth. But I went through, seriously, I went through a good year, year and a half, maybe. I had a little like identity crisis. You know, not a I was going to ask you that. I was going to yeah. ask you that. <laughs> that yeah, kinda... yeah, seriously. I, mean, I was like, am I making this up? Is this me? Is this coming from a higher self? What does higher self mean? Is this coming from somebody else? Is this coming from some other spirit realm? Or whatever, whatever it is. What is this? And so when I came out the other end, I started being able to, over that year and a half, thinking about this and assessing it. Meanwhile, I'm still getting information and getting information from different sources and blah, 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 continuing. Um, I got much better at uh, distinguishing what's coming from me or another aspect of me, call it the higher self, something like this. What I, it's what I used to call it. Now I just call it me because I, I, I view myself as a fluid, a fluid being that, you know, you know, vastness of who I am now. But, but that, back then I was like, oh, that must be my higher self. Or was it coming from angels? Or was it coming from a dead relative or somebody, other dead person who I never met before? You know, whatever. So I, it took me a while to be able to distinguish amongst all those different potential sources. So now I can kind of tell. So now you can tell, how did that change the path of, you know, the guys who just started meditating because they were stressed out a little yeah. bit, and now <laughs> it's like yeah. talking to Metatron and Who are you? What? You know, it, so it, it, it opened me up, obviously, opened up my awareness. It's like, it's kind of like the old uh, adage people always say, don't, you know, don't be close-minded about stuff and don't get too stubborn about things, you know, because, you know, you never know my, what might happen. Because I was not looking for any of this. It just completely was completely spontaneous. And so, uh, and then I started checking things out because that's that aspect of me that like, am I, is this real? You know, so I started looking for third-party corroboration, and I started doing that with as much of this stuff as I could, and I still do. And um, and I've gotten all kinds of third-party corroborations and so forth. So it's um, it's it, it's you know, is it possible? Some people doubters. There's always going to be doubters out there, and it doesn't matter to me if they doubt because it, all that matters is it's between me and me. All of this is what what, what do I think, and how does it help me? But um, you know. Could could somebody be making this stuff up? You could be making it up, and 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 I could be making it up to some extent too. But that there's certain outside third-party corroborations that sometimes can happen, which can give you some sort of eh, a certain level of confidence. I I I would say that nothing is ever absolute about anything. Any of these, this all interpretations of experiences. Right. So so to me, I look and you know me. I I look at things. And I, and I look at them logically, as rationally as possible, and as consistently as possible. So, so I, don't, I don't abide by, I don't tolerate inconsistent cognitive thinking or analysis of any of this stuff. There's a lot of that out there in the spiritual communities, a lot of cognitive dissonance. Yes. Well, what's interesting to me, um, as I get to know you more um, and get to, to hear more of your story, is that it, it it almost explains to me why it's so easy to work with you because it's like this openness to whatever the person's going through. And I know in my own experience, there was no um, trying to talk me into a process. There's no, mm. you know, welcome to my world, read mm. this book, sit down, say these three mantras, and now you have mm. to come down and be like me. It was really mm. whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is you believe, this is what we're going to do. And you can still be you and you can still believe what you believe but we need to, you need to center. And that's what I got from yeah. it. And I, and then, right. um, and you, you were so vast in your, in your experience. And I think that that's what helps. And that's just my observation. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but that's what it feels like to me. Well, it's good for me to hear that from you uh, articulated <laughs> in your words, because that's great to hear because that's exactly what I, my intention is to try to create that in all of my students is, is that independent thinking on their own, not blindly following what I'm saying. I'll give people guidance for sure. You know that. And I'll give people yeah. tips and so forth. But I, but I filter it through their belief system and what their lens is as much as humanly possible. 
because we are each individuals on our, in the free will universe, the eternal free will universe that we all live in, we are each individuals finding our own way. And nobody can find your way for you. you got to find right. your own way. Now, I can help you and guide you in certain ways and give you tips and so forth. But it's always up to you to decide what of, uh, what of Kelvin Chin says to you makes sense or not. That goes with this podcast for everybody who's listening. If something doesn't make sense, then discard it, shelve it, come back to it later or throw it away. It doesn't matter because we are each on our own journey and we each have to figure things out ourselves ultimately. That's it in a nutshell. So it's, it's great to hear. Now, let me say this to you. I will give you a self-disclosure, Angel. I was not always like I, – I wouldn't articulate – uh, that what I just said to you uh, in that in those in such a, a clear way, probably, you know, I don't know, 35, 40, 45 years ago, you know, I was, right. but I was close to myself, like I already told you in those couple of different ways. And so I opened up my to my aspects of myself that I went, what, really? And so that opened me up more to the realization from experience of myself that, um, I we cannot predict and know everything about ourselves. So how can we predict and know everything about anybody else? Oh like, my God. What you, what you just said. <laughs> right? awesome. Very true. Very yeah. true. Oh my gosh. This is so awesome. There's a, humility, there's a humility that comes from uh, a humility and an acceptance of others that comes from uh, a greater humility and acceptance of oneself. As you, because you, some oh, people are like, whoa, he said all these experiences, always oh, like this experience, that experience. Like, yeah, well, so what? If to me, I go, you know, to me, I'm the one having the experiences. I go, yeah, I get it. They, they're, they may sound like cool experiences, and they are. I'm not denigrating them. But what that does is it opens me up to, okay, uh, you, hear, you heard me in the meditation class. I used this 100 million room castle analogy, right? Like, our mind is a 100 million room castle. Most people live in five yeah. rooms. They're born, they live their 60, 80, 90 year life and they die and they've lived in about four or five rooms. I'm just making up a number. But we got, our, our mind is like 100 billion, 100 million rooms. Well, let's explore that. That's, that's yeah. to me what true spirituality is. Let's not get stuck in the, oh wow, the astral travel room. Oh, let's get stuck in the incredible peaceful room. Oh, the, the, the room full of light room. No. Let's keep expanding. So that's that's, yeah. what, that's what this started doing to me when I 1977. I started getting these reincarnation memories. And I I thought reincarnation was a joke back then. <laughs> Serious. Yes. And then 1986, I started opening the other side. I started opening up all these other rooms. I'm going, whoa, where does this stop? It doesn't. It doesn't. That's- the most complicated muscle and tool organ that we have. We know so little about it. We use so little of it, and that is the the, the thing inside our head, the brain. It. Yeah. So let's talk uh, about your book because we've been talking. Mm-hmm. I don't want to run out of time and I want to talk yeah. about your book that's coming out. So what mm-hmm. is the title of your book? Yeah. So the title the, of the book is Marcus Aurelius Updated. That's the title. <laughs> and then the subtitle is 21st Century Meditations on Living Life. So the book should title. be coming out. Yeah, Marcus Aurelius updated 21st Century Meditations on Living Life. And they're very practical. It's coming out in March or so. We, I'll tell you next week when we figure out the exact date. I may know it is Thursday, actually, when I talk to my book manager. But it's going to come about, uh, out in early March or so forth uh, on Amazon. But um, paperback. But it's basically it's a collection of a uh, compilation of 67 essays, short essays that I've written on all different subjects. And they're practical, like it says, practical you know, living of life. And so they're tips to help people live a more uh, happy, enjoyable, productive life and so forth. So they're basically uh, split up into four categories, emotions, life principles, meditation, and the spiritual. Those are the four categories, and each one has anywhere from a dozen to two dozen, uh, depending on which category, a dozen to two dozen short essays in in them um and so that's 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 the idea because uh marcus aurelius wrote his own self-reflections two thousand years ago between 167 and about 181 a.d when he died 
um, second century Rome. Uh, and he wrote them as a self-reflection for himself, not, as a, not meant to be a book. Just like in this case, I wrote these as essays, but not necessarily be thinking about them in a book, although I mean, now they're going to be in a book. So when I first wrote them over the last several years, um, similar in the sense that he wrote his med- what he called meditations were really just self-reflections and short maxims on how he viewed himself in relation to living his life in a more productive, uh, effective way in his own pursuit of happiness and being a good human being as an individual and a good member of his community. And so why Marcus Aurelius? Uh, well, because of what I just said, and also because <laughs> I have memories of being in his shoes. That's kind of that's kind of what I was wondering. That's <laughs> but I don't I don't say that in my book. So your readers are going to have, I mean, your listeners are going to have a little one up on the readers of the book okay. because I don't get into that. I, I'm, I'm saving for my fourth book. Uh, my my this is my second book. So my third book is going to be the sequel of my first book. Overcoming the Fear of Death. And then my fourth book is going to be my memoirs. And I'm going to go back to when I was two years old and so forth, talking to angels and this and that when I was two years old. And then I'm going to talk about my past life memories and all the other stuff that we've talked about. So I'm going to give details about that in my fourth book. So okay. uh, in this book, I just allude to Marcus Aurelius in uh, the introduction that you'll, you'll see. You'll see this when you get the manuscript, the you know, uh, probably the end of this week or early next week, and I'm going to send you the manuscript. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to it. Um, this particular era um, in history is a favorite of mine. Um, mm-hmm. So it's interesting, and we have this some of the concepts in, in spiritual in spiritualism that people connect because their their timelines have a common thread, and sometimes mm-hmm. you look up and you connect with people, and you have um, a common history, have common memories, and it's like, right. wow, how interesting we connect. And, and every once in a while you say something, and I'm like, that's so cool. That's exactly how I feel. Or I remember that, and it's like I feel like we were supposed to meet. Yeah, and, and this, we've probably this, already met, that's what I yep. say. You and I have already met probably a, a number of times, multiple times over the last yeah. 10,000 years. Let's just right. uh, pick a number. 10,000 years. I'm just pick one. Yeah, 10,000 sounds good. Because this yeah. particular time, the, the, I am, you were telling me about it the other day, and it kind of stuck with me. Like, I have a, a, um, a specific um, a, attraction to the period of time that uh, Marcus Aurelius was, um, was marching about, so to speak. So I, I find that very interesting. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting the manuscript so I can, so I can read it. But um, yeah. I have a memory of being a soldier. Mm. And um, and that's one of the reasons why one of my favorite movies is Gladiator. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Um, because it it just it, it just gives me I love this time period. Though apparently it didn't end well for me, but you know most soldiers it didn't. But most um, soldiers it did not. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. In, no, in, I, I died of smallpox that 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 time, but. But yeah, most soldiers, you know, people don't realize yeah, that when you have memories like you have had, and I've had memories of being in the Crusades, the Third Crusades over, and, and, and being in the Second World War, I was a blonde, blue-eyed fighter pilot in the Pacific. Um, and you, when you have memories, that's when you, have, you, have, you, are, you are sobered, I call it. You, we, have, we are sobered when our country in the 20th century, or 21st century, people are saying, oh, let's go to war, let's go to war. When you have been, a, when you have memories, clear memories of what battle is really like, you go, eh, not so fast, you know. Yeah, real battle, not like fake battle, but real person to person, face to face battle. Yeah. Back when I can, what we did in ancient times, right? Yeah, or any time, any war. If you 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 have your friends dying in your arms, you, you yeah. have a different you have a different uh, valuation system. Let's just say about war. I, I agree. And, and today, where we are today, I feel like it, it's poignant that we have to remember that stuff. So I. I yeah, it is. People, people romanticize these things. War. People romanticize ancient times. There have been ancient times in certain cultures that have been, I would say, 
certain brighter shining lights like in ancient Greece as it relates to arts and philosophy and so forth. But ancient times was not easy living. We, we have such a much more easy life today in 20th and 21st century. People don't fully appreciate, I think, you know, just the value of soap. I mean, I mean that seriously, you know? It's yeah. People take for granted that we have soap. Oh, you know, man. Most of the thousands of years of human, millions of years of human history, there was no soap. There was no nope. thing called soap. You know, soap is a relatively, people research soap. It's relatively recent in human history that there was a thing called soap that would, could kill bacteria. So, you know, I, I'm not downplaying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not you know, un, undervaluing or devaluing in any way the, the, the seriousness of COVID-19 and any kind of bacterial virus or bacteria, bacteria or virus or anything. But, but we, we it, it, it don't, oh, don't over romanticize or fantasize about the, uh, about ancient times. It was not easy. You know, most of the people were living on the street. Most people were homeless. Most of them are homeless and, and under, underserviced, underprivileged, yes. hu- hungry, um, yeah. Most of ancient Rome were slaves, and, and the slaves were doctors, nurses, lawyers, yes. were slaves, but they had no ability to vote. They were not citizens, so they would take care of your children, you know, you, the Roman citizens, citizenry, they would take care of them, the doctors, lawyers, and nurses, and really crucial people, and, and then, of course, just, you know, the regular people, too. We're mostly we're slaves. People don't realize that. And I'm not saying slave, slavery is a terrible thing, but I'm just saying that, you know, pe- people romanticize. The, people don't study enough history. That's one of the things I that agree. Marcus, Marcus was saying that 2000 years ago. And I've been saying that my whole life. People need to study. We, we Americans are terrible. The, the Europeans are better at studying history. It, it informs us. We don't. It helps us not make the same stupid mistakes over and over again. I agree. I agree. And I, I think that that's what I like to explore um, the past when I'm when going through regressions with clients mm. with myself. It's like, what can we learn and what can what, what's important to remember? Yes. And it feels like this this concept of romanticizing. We have forgotten everything. You know, I, I entertain myself sometimes. I go on YouTube and there's a couple of, of channels are like, this is what it was like in Elizabethan Europe. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, ew. Yeah. It's just horrible. Oh, it must yeah. have smelled like holy hell every day, everywhere. You know? Look, let's just talk about talk about one thing, one simple thing to keep things in perspective. I mean, um, as terrible as COVID-19 is and as terrible as it is that a half, almost a half a million Americans have died of it, in, in ancient Rome in the second century, um, the population of Rome went from 1 million to 700,000 in about two or three years when small, what they think now is smallpox, smallpox yeah. with a 32 to 33% death rate. So one out of three people didn't matter. You're a rich person, old, young, doesn't matter. Rich or poor didn't matter. So, you know, it, it, again, a half a million is a terrible number of Americans. But it is. You know, but when 32 percent, that would be like the equivalent today of over 100 million people dying. Yeah. It's only in the United States, never mind the rest of the world. It'd be like yeah. 2 billion people dying in the world, 2 billion. So, so that, was, that's, that happened in a matter of two or three years in Rome. You know, so, the, so don't, I, I just say that to, so we don't romanticize the past, but we learn from the past. We learn Learning, from the yes. mistakes you know, that we've made yeah. and don't make them again. That's all I'm saying, you know? Love it. Love it. In in your book, um, I'm looking forward to it. And so I want to make sure people know how to get in touch with you so mm. that they can get a copy of it when it's when it's ready. You know, they can yeah. always contact me because I'll, I'll, I'll point them in your direction, which I'm happy to do. But mm. what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? And what do you have going on that people can participate? Sure. That's a big question. So, yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about the books first. So the book, uh, any of my books, uh, you, the best place is to go to my book website, which is kelvinhenrychin.com. It's just my name spelled out K-E-L-V-I-N Henry Chin, C-H-I-N, no punctuation.com. That's my book website. 
And so uh, on the bottom of the page, of any page on any of my four websites are hot links to the other three. So you can get to my other three, my kelvinchin.org. So the, the book is kelvinhenrychin.com. And my spiritual website is kelvinchin.org. It's a nonprofit. That's my spiritual website. And you can, like I said, you can get to my other websites, my turningwithin.org website. That's my meditation website. Overcomingthefearofdeath.org is my website where I help people deal with death and dying issues and grief and grieving and so forth and the loss yes. of loved ones or any kind of loss. Um, so that's the best place to, you know, keep in touch and, and, they'll, and they'll see. And they can go in and they can read a, a, a brief synopsis of all of my books. Uh, all four of the books are, are there's synopsis on my book website. And then what do I have coming up? I am um, ongoing. I have my meditation classes. I teach turning within meditation. I call it now uh, TW turning within and, and uh, turning within meditation. I teach that every couple of weeks. So I have a, my February 5th class is already full and I have about two seats left in my February 19th class. And then I'm into March. So, um, you know, they fill up uh, fairly you know, far out in advance. Um, so I teach those a couple times a month, every couple of weeks. And then I have my afterlife and reincarnation series that's going to start up again in April. I'm, I'm halfway through the six part series now, and then I'll start a new series starting in April or so, but people can sign up for that or they can watch a free 25 minute video that previews the six series. And I talk about what I'm going to talk about. They can see that on my kelvinchin.org website or on my Overcoming the Fear of Death website. If they go to the programs menu, then they'll see it there. Um, and, um, and then the other thing is my YouTube channel. They should subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just Google my name. My actual YouTube channel name is Kelvin Chin Turning Within, all one word, no spaces. Okay. Yeah. Well, I recommend people reach out to him. You know, he's, he's very interesting. He's got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. I don't have enough time in one show. That's why I keep dragging him back to cover more and we keep <laughs> we keep peeling back more layers and getting more interesting stuff but i can tell you that um it, it it's it's really cool to be able to um find someone that can help you refocus and calm and in, in the storm because we are in a storm right now mm. and so if you what i love about you kelvin is that you give people an opportunity to talk to you Mm, um, to pick, to give, figure out if, they, if if we can work with you, so it's not like and insert credit card and I'll call you no, back. You no. Really, no, I give you really a free have that session. Passion. Yeah, free phone session to anybody about anything. That's part of my nonprofit. So sometimes people will call and they have an issue, and I help them work through it. And I don't even hear from them again. And I'll check in with them a couple months later, text them or whatever, and they say, "Hey, you know, that phone call did it. I'm good." I say, "Great." I love it. Okay. I love it. And before we depart, that went by really fast. I'm just going to have to make you a regular because that was really, I didn't even get through all my questions. So we have to bring you back, Kelvin. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> good. That's good. It's always fun to talk to you, Angel. So, yeah. I know. I, I enjoy yeah. I'm enjoying this. So one last thing. I always give everybody an opportunity to give one call out, one last thing that you want to leave people with um, that's an important message from you to them. I guess just that, like I said, free phone call or Zoom uh, anywhere in the world. I am up to 46 countries now helping people in 46 countries. So people who are listening to this down the road, you just reach out to me on my website, on the contact page, on any of my four websites, and then we'll set up a time and we do a free session and I'll help you with anything, any of the above, anything we talked about or anything we didn't talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Careful, Kelvin. (laughs) Almost anything. Yeah. Almost anything. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to getting the book uh, so I can have a look at it and read it and talk to talk to my tribe here about it. Let them know what it is. I'm looking forward to bringing you back so we can talk some more. This was a lot of fun. It's always fun to have you on the show. Yeah, always fun. Great. Thanks. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, Kelvin. And as I always say, we will see you on the other side. God bless and take care, everybody. Good night.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.